People pay money to see me in a 20 by 20 ring. Wrestling fans, welcome back for another edition of the 20 by 20 Ring Crew. I am Joe. I'm here with my brother Matt. What's going on, Matt? What is going on? We're back, episode 28 for you guys. Uh, we're about a week removed from SummerSlam 2018, and uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I sound excited. Oh yeah. Hangover of great can't, wrestling. Can't, huh? can't you just hear the fucking enthusiasm? I mean, we come off of a, probably easily our longest episode ever with the yeah. the G one climax, and you know, as always, we got wrestling on in the background. We're watching uh, some more international wrestling, like Ring of Honor, but they're in the UK for a reunited tour. With this is the, the first uh, stop in Edinburgh, Scotland. Yeah, and uh, you know, we get some good action here, and. We're talking WWE to start. <laughs> All right, SummerSlam. SummerSlam weekend. It took place uh, from August 18th, Saturday night, to uh, August 19th, which was the actual date for SummerSlam. Now, before we before we, we talk, I, I got to be fair to all the listeners out there. I have not watched SummerSlam. Uh, I've said it on the show that I wasn't going to watch it this year. Not out of protest or anything of that nature. I just, I had no desire. Yeah. I, I had no desire to spend four or five hours watching something that, a card that I just, I didn't give two shits about. But I know you did. You watched at least most of it, right? I uh, <laughs> I just got done remarking to Matt here that uh, I turned it on uh, as it was airing live and I tuned in during the Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, Carmella match. Okay. So, first off, uh, thank you for taking that fucking belt off of Carmella. Yeah. Uh, that that was awesome that they did that. But, actually, this match wasn't wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. And I love Becky Lynch's heel turn. Uh, I, for one, wasn't expecting it. Maybe maybe some of you out there did or, or, or were. Uh, I don't watch the product weekly. So, it was news to me. And so... Maybe that was the reason it was so refreshing for me, but yeah. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I, I figured as soon as Charlotte Flair got thrown in the mix, and I this is another reason why I don't watch it. And I'm a Charlotte Flair fan, and I you and I are going to dive into this a little bit more, but it's just like, oh, my God, here we go again. She's going to win the title. She's going to win the title. And it's just like it's like her 20th fucking reign already. And it's... So, the... I didn't necessarily predict that Becky Lynch was going to turn heel, but I knew something had to give because they were pushing like the almost like this Rocky Balboa like from the from the ashes kind of thing. Okay. She's, she's making this comeback and she's going to regain that title and she's not going to be uh, living in um, living in the shadow of anybody anymore. And then like Charlotte Flair out of nowhere is in this match and it's like. Something's got to give with that. <laughs> because now there's no chance in hell that Becky Lynch is going to win this match. So, And that's not me being like some smart fan. That's just 
to me that was like a pretty clear writing. Like if you if you had a little bit of a background, I know you. I watch it. I've watched it a little bit more than you have in the past. Yeah. So it's like I I had a, I had enough of that background. I'm like, yeah, Becky's not gonna win it, and she, you know, and Carmella's definitely not coming out as champion. And you know what? Though? Not that's, at SummerSlam. That's nothing new either, though. I mean, they they do that. They they you get this person that should have a title or or not necessarily. Uh, a title, but have some sort of uh, elevation in the company. Yeah, and it's like the, you just keep getting teased and teased over and over, and it's like you you can't you can only go so long with that carrot dangled in front of you, so to speak, before something like this happens. And so when it did happen, I again I wasn't I wasn't hip to what was going on necessarily, so it was a little more refreshing to me. Than it would to be would be to most people, especially if you watch the the product more often than I do. Right. Um, but that's when I tuned in. I tuned in with that match, so I missed I missed the pre-show. Not that I would have watched the pre-show anyway. Uh, Andrade Cien Almas uh, defeated. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. It was a mixed a, tag. It was a mixed tag. So Cien Almas and Zelina Vega defeated Lana and Rusev. You know what I I can't stand about I, I love. Almas and, and Vegas, okay, but uh, I can't. St- and this is, I don't let it bother me anymore because this is WWE fans being WWE fans. But like, oh my god, I love their their tranquilo thing. Like that's that's so cool and original. <laughs> I don't even need to say anything. Like any wrestling fan out there knows that's a complete fucking shot at uh, the at Andrade's former stablemate. So. Yeah. I'll leave it at that. Again, they didn't come up with that. I saw I saw Seth Rollins. When was that? The last pay per view, not SummerSlam. Uh, Extreme Rules. Okay. He used a a move that Kenny Omega move uses. I'm sorry, a move that Kenny Omega uses. And I saw Seth Rollins use it for the first time, and I had people remarking to me like, "Whoa, that's cool! Like, how did he come up with that?" And I'm like, "Well, I got I got at least one idea where he got it from." Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know what, too? It, it comes down to when, when CM Punk started doing the GTS as well. And they're like, oh, my God, like, that's that's so original. And it's like, he he admitted that he took that. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. no. No, that's, that's yeah. that, that only happened here. And then and then the guy fucking gets signed. By the way, I'm talking about Hideo Tommy. Yeah. Gets signed by the company. I'm like, oh, my God, he does CM Punk's move. And it's like, I'm done with you guys. Yeah. I'm done. <laughs> Oh boy! Uh, so uh, the the rest of the pre-show, uh, Cedric Alexander, your two hundred five live cruiserweight champion, defeated Drew Gulak. This is one that I would would have liked to watch. Yeah, seems they got a decent uh, time, a little over ten minutes to yeah. do what they did. Brian Kendrick and gentleman Jack Gallagher were banned from ringside for what reason I don't know because I don't watch two hundred five live. They got a faction going on still. Those, uh, those three. Oh, with, with Gulak, them and Gulak. Yeah, okay. yeah. So that's that's still a thing. So that's why that that was probably okay. put in place. I haven't watched in some time, but last time I watched, they were they were a, a trio. I'm I'm already gonna get shitty with this match, not necessarily because of the performance. Obviously, I didn't watch it, but uh, why is it on the pre-show? Why can I not be on the main show? Because it's the cruiserweight title. It's fucking bullshit. Cruiserweight title and and uh, the little guys are uh, they can't they can't sell out arenas. At least that's what Vince McMahon would have you believe. Fuck. 
Anyway, moving on. Yeah, uh, there's no point in talking about that. The B team of Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel, our fucking Raw Tag Team Champions, <laughs> defeated the Revival. Not which, a fan? Which is Dash Wilder <laughs> and Scott Dawson. So, uh, a few days ago, this is post-SummerSlam, uh, obviously. A few days ago, the Revival hopped on Twitter and apologized to the original Midnight Express <laughs> and Jim Cornette for the lack of a tag team division in or on Monday Night Raw, I should say. So, um, that made wrestling news this week, and... It's just, I find it interesting that those one that those guys took the time to do that. And yeah. Two, that the company has not like backlashed at them for it. Um, you're. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not like they're apologizing to people in Ring of Honor or New Japan or like a a, a, a company that they're they're in competition with. So. Right. I guess I guess that's maybe that's not why they're getting their their pee pee slapped for for <laughs> for right. the apology. Right. But uh it's it's still pretty interesting that like nothing nothing has come out like you guys should shut your mouth or like they're making them shut down their Twitter or anything like that because it's it's bad. It, it's it's at least in a traditional sense you you've got talent not putting other talent over. And and don't get me wrong, I'm on the side of the revival here. Like they're absolutely right. There is no fucking tag division, and but you know what? What did we say two episodes ago? Tag teams go there to die. Yeah, <laughs> you know that's exactly it. And, and it's it's unfortunate because uh, both both Matt and I and a plethora of other people that we know used to be fans of the revival. God, you go back to those, Dude. those NXT days. Some of the. Some of the best matches I've seen if involve you, yeah, them. Yeah, do, do yourself a favor. If you guys um, want to see what we're talking about, just go get yourself, uh, hop on to your WWE Network subscription. If you don't have one, again, 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash WWE Network. That's all one word. You can get one there, uh, possibly at a discount. But go on NXT Watch those old NXT shows with the revival on there, and you will see some awesome fucking tag team action. Um, that was I. I caught the tail end of um, what was the other tag team that they moved up and turned to shit before the revival? Um, oh, the Ascension. The Ascension. <laughs> So I caught the tail end of the Ascension run in NXT, and that's when I started watching or paying attention more to NXT. And not long after that, you were telling me about the revival, and I fell in love immediately. I was like, old I, school yeah, wrestling. I was man. like, man, I love these guys. And uh, I mean, and, and it's, it's going to sound so cliche, but it's like watching old old tapes of the you know Minnesota Wrecking Crew, man. Yes. That kind of wrestling, you know. That's what they had. The, the whole no no fist just flip or no no flips just fist. It was exactly what they they were all about. The, yeah, and practicing what they're preaching. Man, like two guys that just got it. They just understood it. Uh, I also missed the new day, which ended up being Biggie and Xavier Woods with Kofi Kingston at ringside. 
who actually defeated the Bludgeon Brothers of Harper and Rowan by DQ. So the tag SmackDown tag titles didn't change hands. They went about ten minutes. Again, I'm not I'm not interested, man. Um, I heard uh, her Harper got hurt again. Again? Yeah, they end up dropping the titles uh, on the next episode of SmackDown to the New Day. Wow. So, still not interested. But. <laughs> yeah, no. You know what? That tag team has not interested me since it began. As far as the New Day goes, I, I don't have the attention span anymore. I mean, their their gimmick is old with me now, and I, I just can't. I can't. And, and they're, they're also one of those teams for me. It's like they... They go, they bring it as much as the team they're facing brings it. Yeah. You know, so like when you have them up against the Usos, like for whatever reason, man, that works. Mm-hmm. That works well, but the problem is you can't have them wrestle the Usos every fucking time, so. Right. Uh, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> I also missed Braun Strowman defeating Kevin Owens. Let me show everybody that blink. <laughs> A minute and 50 seconds. Jesus. Um... What does yeah. that say about about Kevin Owens? That he's he's he, worthy for less than two minutes. He's definitely getting squashed right now. And and you know what? Stone Cold Steve Austin on his podcast addressed that. I have not listened to that episode, but he did address it. So I feel bad for Kevin Owens, man. But again, he signed like, the contract. I don't feel bad. Yeah, for no, well, you no, know what you're doing. no, not to sound like a broken record here, but like, how many times do we have to come out and say it? Like, you sign a, a contract with that company, and this, this is the shit that happens this to you. What can happen? Yeah. So it doesn't matter how fucking much of an indie darling or or what have you you are. Bye. <laughs> there goes your momentum. Uh, I, like I said, I tuned in for the Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, Carmella match. Again, thank you for taking that title off of Carmella. Yeah, what the hell, Talk about setting the fucking women's movement back fucking years. There you go. Moving on. Oh, well, let's not move on. Let's talk about Becky Lynch. Okay. Uh, In this this heel turn. As we're now watching, uh... Best of the X Division TNA Wrestling on the uh, streaming service, the yeah. Global Wrestling Network. I had some uh, technical difficulties with the <laughs> ROH show, so we got TNA to work. It's okay. It's okay. It's all good. Yeah. Jerry, get... Jerry Lynn's in the ring. That's that's a good start. Oh, uh, this is from the very first show. Oh, the, uh, the, the flying Elvis. Yeah, whatever, whatever they were called. called. But um, wow. Anyways, Becky Lynch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, Becky Lynch turns heel. And again, I enjoyed it. I think it was a long time coming. Yes. There was an interesting article on Cage Side Seats. The folks out there, cagesideseats.com. And uh, Gino Morosco is the author of this article about Becky Lynch. And uh, basically how... Um, there's this big debate uh, amongst fans on how you should react to to basically what the WWE presents on television every week. Do you do you boo the heels because they're heels, or do you, you know, on the same token, do you cheer the baby faces because they're baby faces, whether you like them or not? Um, it's it's a it's a short read. It's it's definitely an interesting read. I don't know how much of the the article you actually read, but um, 
I, th- for the most part, I'm with him, but there's uh, I I have a little bit to say about it. Okay. What's... He ends it with he ends it with the the notion of you know above all else, it's up to you, the fan, and no one else, and it's your your one that is your one and only role in watching wrestling or you know taking part in the product and to proceed accordingly. He neglects to mention a concept when it comes to storytelling and the roles of heels and the roles of babyfaces. If a babyface or a heel are doing their job correctly and acting accordingly, you're going to, if it's a babyface, you're going to cheer for them. If it's a heel and they're doing their job, you're going to boo them because that's what that's the emotion they're trying to get out of you that's where i disagree with him he he doesn't really cover that in the article and let's face it uh i mean i'm god i'm gonna sound like such a fucking dick right now but what i just said supersedes what he says in the article what he's saying is if you if you don't like a baby face in the company's telling you this this uh, wrestler is supposed to be babyface cheer for them or you know you're you're supposed to cheer for them and then he's also saying you know you shouldn't because you should cheer for who you want to cheer mm-hmm. and i'm sitting here saying if they're doing their job and they're a babyface right. you're going to cheer yeah simple as that I mean, how how this this shouldn't be rocket science. How hard does this have to be? I, I mean, you could you could pick it apart all you want, but that's that's the brass tacks of it all. Right. Uh, to the to the writer of the article, what he said isn't isn't incorrect. I mean, you you cheer whoever you want to cheer for. That's 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 right. But you're absolutely right. He he feels especially if you're a, a non wrestling fan or non. Or newer to the game, I should say. You're trying to understand this. What you're what you're saying, Joe, is and correct me if I'm wrong, isn't saying that he's wrong by saying, or you can't. You have you're supposed to cheer for only the baby faces and boo all the heels. That's not the point. You cheer for whoever you want to cheer for. The point is, as a heel, no matter what you do out there, we've we've talked about this many times. What, <laughs> what a heel is, you're supposed to be dashly. You're supposed to be. Uh, antagonizing, whatever it is. If 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 the crowd, let's let's go let's go cliches here. Let's okay. go very cliches, and let's look at guys that let's say they're in they're in Chicago because we're from Chicago, right? Chicago. Let's say Chicago pre World Series twenty sixteen. Okay. What's one of the easiest ways to antagonize that crowd? <laughs> you talk about the Chicago Cubs being a bunch of losers. <laughs> And that's something that's very common, you know. In Philadelphia, <laughs> you hear that all the time with the Eagles fans. Yeah, you know about the Eagles not. And it's just like it's 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 easy and cliche, but it it works. It gets that crowd going. It's cheap pop, you know. It's a cheap pop, and I've seen guys. I've seen even The Rock do. Rock, who has a ton of charisma, he's getting cheered when he's supposed to be booed, or he's going to go after your sports teams or something that has to do with your city. Just so he gets you not on your side, on his side anymore, because you're not supposed to cheer what he's saying. Right. So that's that's the kind of that's I agree. That's what he missed 
on, on, on this point. You do whatever you want to do. You, it's your time. It's your money. The point of the matter is the same thing when you watch a movie or a TV show. You're not supposed to like the villain. You're, yeah, you're you not. Know, you're not supposed to watch, you know, Avengers Infinity War and cheer for Thanos. Yeah. Because he's destroying the world. Right. So, it, <laughs> but if you do, you do. I mean, but that's... In your case, that means he hasn't done your, his job. Exactly. So... And th- and that's my that's my only issue with all this, and it, it needs to be said. That's why I bring it up. It needs to be said, because yeah, you could cheer for whoever the fuck you want, but let's face it: if if you're if you're in that ring and you're cutting a promo, or you're you're cutting a promo wherever you're cutting the promo, and you're supposed to be a bad guy or a heel, and you you have people still cheering you on. You need to find something to upset those people. Yes. Or make them uneasy. Because that's your job. As a heel, that's your job. So. Yeah, um, if and, if, I'm sorry, go ahead. If you're a heel in this business and you walk away and people are, are cheering for you, I, I got to imagine that that's, that's got to be a little frustrating too, believe it or not. Yeah. Like, yeah, it, oh, it, they it, like me, they really like me, but it means I'm not doing my job right. So, and it goes both ways. I mean, obviously, if you're being booed as a babyface, that's that's not good either. But... <laughs> and that's why that's why not everybody is, is a good heel. You, you think, oh, it's it's easy to be a bad guy. It's not. No, it's not. It's really not. I mean, it's it's you have to go out of your way to be creative sometimes because there's just gonna be some places that, especially if if you're going, to, let's say you're going up against Roman Reigns right now. Everybody seems to still hate Roman Reigns, so he got booed like crazy on Monday Night Raw this past Monday. So you you can put him up against the the, the most dashly heel, and they're still gonna be they're still gonna boo Roman. Yeah, still gonna boo Roman. So it, it's it's definitely has changed the the babyface heel uh, movement as far as fans go. You know, you look at something from the eighties; it was it was black and white. You know, even before then, it was black and white. That's, you know, guys like uh, Superstar Billy Graham, obviously heel. Guys like Bruno San Martino, nobody booed Bruno. I mean, you'd be hard. I mean, you probably you probably would get beat up if you booed Bruno yeah. at the Garden. You know, so yeah. <laughs> he obvious babyface, and that's just how that's how it goes. But nowadays, you got guys like. Roman Reigns, I'm, I'm just sticking with WWE right now, but Roman Reigns and John Cena, but even go into uh, other promotions, you know, guys like Tetsuya Naito, guys like Kenny Omega, where no matter what Kenny Omega was doing, it was like, he's must watch and I need to see him and I'm, I love this guy, but you're not supposed to. Yeah, you're not supposed to. So, and I'm not saying he didn't do his job, because again, that's my the point I'm trying to make that the the lines between babyface and heels when it comes to the fans has definitely curved a lot more than what it used to. It's not as black and white as it used to be. However, that doesn't mean that Kenny Omega stopped being a heel. That doesn't mean that Tetsuya Naito stopped beating the shit out of the Intercontinental title. <laughs> I mean, it probably means he's going to do it even more yeah. <laughs> to get to get his point across. But I digress. Becky Lynch is a heel. Does it work? I think so because you you add the real life elements of it. Um, not saying that she's like legitimately upset that Charlotte Flair 
took her took took her uh, her her thunder there. But at the same time, I gotta imagine there's some frustration there. Again, you put in this work, and Charlotte comes off from. I'm assuming she had some kind of injury, or maybe she was just doing some kind of. I don't know, she's taking some time off. Okay. I, I know she spent some time doing some photo shoots and shit of that nature. I knew I heard rumblings that she was going to come back for SummerSlam and all that stuff, and you know, that's fine and dandy. And then when she gets randomly put into the already made SmackDown Women's Title match between Carmella and Becky Lynch, it's like again, as I said earlier, it's like here we go again. <laughs> and you know, you you know, I, I've seen this, I've seen this before, and. For somebody like Becky Lynch that has put in work, you know, she came back from injuries of her, on her own, and she's been on, on, a, on a nice little roll as of late, and, you know, winning matches, and, and this and that, and, you know, getting the fan base behind her again, and in comes Charlotte Flair, and it's just like, no matter what Becky does, it'll never be as good as Charlotte Flair. So, there's gotta be, somewhere along the lines, I would, I would hazard to guess that there's gotta be frustrations as an actual person it's like god damn it I, I was getting my character here and no matter what it's it's gonna get overpassed by charlotte flair i mean but then again so does everybody else and i i like charlotte flair but you know it's like oscar's on his great undefeated win, you know, winning streak who's gonna overtake her charlotte flair sasha banks when she was on a, on a hot streak She's going to hot streak, but guess what? She's got to get that title right back to Charlotte Flair. It's like, enough is enough. Like, you know, Charlotte Flair, if you're not careful, you're going to turn her into, like, this next, the female version of John Cena in the sense of she's just shoved down your fucking throat. It's, it sounds to me like that's already happened for you. It, it's starting to be. Yeah. But, I mean, a more talented version. I mean, yeah. I, she's, she's definitely... <laughs> She can definitely work in that ring. There's no doubt about that. Uh, according to the company stats, she has tied um, Trish Stratus for most women's division title reigns with so seven. Seven, yeah. Yes, that's 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 that's, a, that's extreme. That probably doesn't even include her NXT reigns. I'd imagine. Uh, yeah, I would imagine. And now I'm assuming that sets up uh, a match possibly for. The evolution pay per view between Charlotte and Trish Stratus. Yeah, <laughs> that's disgusting. Well, you know, but uh, really quick, uh, Becky Lynch. Um, your for your personal taste, um, would you rather? Would you prefer her be a heel champ or a babyface champ? I, you know, I'm intrigued, but I, I, I guess the answer verbatim like that, it'd probably be babyface champ. But that's that's from what. I, what I've seen her, I don't know. I haven't seen her as a heel yet. I have no no take on her as a heel, so I don't know if, if she can pull off the heel thing. You know what? I'm I'm definitely going to uh, tune into SmackDown now. To watch her. To watch her be heel, because that is something I have never witnessed. So Right, right, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm not tuning into SmackDown, but I'm definitely going to watch her YouTube highlights. Well, <laughs> one, one of the two. One of the two. I know what you meant by that. <laughs> We, we speak the same language when it comes to WWE. You meant highlights, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no. Um, but the Becky Lynch thing, the heel turn definitely works because of that. Because you have that real life element in, in it. And if, if it's not a legit thing, she definitely made it feel legit. So, 
Uh, really good promo she cut, uh, the SmackDown after Raw. That was cool. Or, excuse me, after SummerSlam. Yeah, after SummerSlam. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm intrigued. I'm definitely intrigued by that. And, again, but real quick about the Charlie Flair thing, you know, congrats to her, but it, it does it does have that that same taste to it where it's like yeah again yeah. you know again like every <laughs> single major pay-per-view you take away the surprise it's 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 just like like with the Roman Reigns situation where prior to the Brock Lesnar thing it's like oh he's going to win it every single time there there it is there it is so yeah it just this is the problem with that company where they they can continue to write the same storylines just with different different faces so uh, moving on, Samoa Joe defeated AJ Styles by DQ in a match for the WWE Championship. It ran about almost 23 minutes. <laughs> AJ snaps at the end of the match, okay. and, and that's what causes the DQ. He goes after Joe with a chair. He got he laid into him a, a good handful of times. Uh, AJ got busted open before all that happened. The most interesting part about the match for me and I was trying to explain this to my daughter because her and I were supposed to watch it together. And again, she decided to tune out because she felt like she wasn't missing anything. So can't say that I'm mad at her. Uh, w- would have loved the daddy-daughter time, but uh, we'll, we'll catch up. Yeah. So I was explaining to her that probably the most lively part about the entire match was Joe taking time out uh, of the match to get on the mic and speak to AJ Styles' wife and child at ringside talking about how uh, he lied, daddy's not coming home, but that's okay because they have a new daddy. (laughs) It's stuff like that. That he needed to become a heel and that's the way to do it. Perfect example. And he got booed like fucking crazy. And then AJ, you know, AJ snapped, you know, you you mess with my family, so I can't have any of this. And, and well, all you had to do was just say, God's not real. Oh, and man. AJ Styles would have, like, he would have probably legit killed him. Not on WWE TV, man. <laughs> no way. No way that's going to happen. Um, so, yeah, other than that, man, man. If anything, for me, sorry, folks. I'm sorry if I sound like a broken record, but it just it made me want to go back and watch old Ring of Honor and um, some TNA and some TNA. So, so what they did was they advertised for the Global Wrestling Network and Honor Club. Well, you know what? It's funny too because during the match at the beginning, almost towards the beginning, the the fans were chanting TNA. Yeah, yeah. So um, now, was this the first time ever for WWE? Did WWE claim this is the first time ever? I. Don't know. This has never happened anywhere else in the world. I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, you can only catch it here at yeah. WWE. <laughs> All right. Um, moving on, the Miz defeated Daniel Bryan in a little over twenty three minutes. Twenty three and a half minutes. This match for me went on way too long. It seems like it. And uh, you know what? Like Miz- twenty three minutes too long. And Miz getting the win over Daniel Bryan. There's a lot of speculation right now that Daniel Bryan has either signed an extension, like a short-term extension to his contract, or he re-upped completely with the WWE. Which, in either case, for myself, and I'm sure I speak for you as well, that's fucking disheartening. Yeah. (laughs) But whatever the case may be, it looks like they're going to try and drag this whole 
Miz Daniel Bryan thing out for as long as they can. I mean, they've got him. Uh, it's what eight days now. Let me see six. Yeah, I think like eight days he's got left on his contract, his original contract. Right. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But yeah, it's, it was it was too long of a match for me for these two guys. I was, I just man, it was boring to me. It was boring. Well, again, it's. I know a lot of people like the Miz as a heel, and I always hear he's a great he's a great heel, and and that's fine. I'm 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 sure he still is, but his wrestling is just is boring. Yeah, it is. He 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 knows he, he has very little moves in that ring. He's very low chemistry with may, may, most people. He's I, honestly like he would be a great manager for somebody, but as far as a wrestler, he is not. There's a few people. There's a few people out there that I know who are wrestling fans who, um, like, really dig the Miz. And man, I'm sorry, man. I just can't get into his in-ring work. I, I think it's subpar. Um, but speaking of boring, uh, Finn Balor defeated Baron Corbin. You mean the rest of the show? <laughs> <laughs> Finn Balor defeated Bar- Constable Baron Corbin. Yeah, say Corbin, right. Excuse me. The Constable of Monday Night Raw. In a minute and 35 seconds, which for me was a minute and 35 seconds too That's long. That's even shorter than the Braun Strowman match. Dude, it happened in the Come blink on. of an eye, man. Like, I, I fucking sat down. I turned my head away from the screen for a little bit. And next thing you know, like, we're on the next match. Yeah, you, like, sneeze. And yeah. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> so, uh, I'm going to just, yeah. Let's just move along. How do you talk about a minute and a half match? You don't, <laughs> and that's why we're not. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura defended his U.S. heavyweight title successfully against Jeff Hardy in 11 minutes. Again, man, I, I, I miss old Shinsuke, and I, I miss old Jeff Hardy. Just, man, watching these two go at it, like, fuck. It's like, give me a headache. The only the only uh, entertaining part of this match was uh, the comment Shinsuke made about uh, the belt being like he's basically come up with his own country and that's uh, knock America. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, man, you could you could have this fucking match too. So uh, and then uh, there's the match. Uh, that we need to talk about because uh, now I'm face to face with you. Ronda Rousey defeats Alexa Bliss to win her first Raw Women's Championship in four minutes. Now, before you say anything, because I know what you're going to say, and I'm going to agree with you, but yeah. I will say first of all, did you watch that match? Yes or no? I don't watch any of these. Okay. Yeah. Uh, with that being said, mm-hmm. The match itself was actually pretty interesting. Okay. And it happened exactly like you and I said. It was going to take Alexa Bliss to sell like a motherfucker in order for this match to get over. And that's exactly what happened. She sold her ass off. Kudos to Alexa Bliss. She did her job. She did it very well. So much so that when Ronda Rousey submitted her with that arm bar... She used her trick. Oh. For those of you who don't know. Yeah, her. she's double jointed. She can she can dislocate her her shoulder and, and her, her elbow at will basically. And so she did that to help get Ronda Rousey's armbar over. Not that Ronda Rousey needed help with that, but it looked that much more convincing. So 
kudos to Alexa Bliss. All the fucking kudos. Um, that right there, probably one of the best things going for that fucking company right now. Ronda Rousey, on the other hand, I'm man, I, dude, I'm so torn because now it's like she's got this belt, and during the match, bro, she's all like, "Who's ready to see a new women's champion?" And she's saying shit like that. Like, you know what? Uh, not even. <sighs> so who is she? Gorilla Monsoon? Yeah, she's Gorilla Monsoon. <laughs> um, giving away the fucking ending uh, of the match. Yeah, yeah. So, um. With all that being said, I I I I don't want to talk about this a whole lot, but at the same time, the 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 final match that we've got left, there's not much to talk about. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to ask you a legitimate question about Ronda Rousey and now her future as a women's champion. Okay, where for you, where does she go next? Who's next in line? I'm probably going to be Alexa Bliss immediately as a rematch. You think so? I probably. But I don't know. I, this is the problem because it's really dangerous water that they're treading in because you have a champion that has no experience or extremely little experience. The only thing that I, I would suggest, and I've already said this before on the show, is Natalia because Natalia knows her. She knows Natalia. She'd be able to guide her. But I've been having this conversation all week. And... uh you know, there's some people that have already been saying like anyone that has a problem with there's just nothing but a but a hater. Like you know, you know you're 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 uh, you're butt sore about it. And it's like, <laughs> I was like, I can't speak on behalf of everybody. And I was like, I'm not upset about it because it's a company that I can give two shits about. Yeah. But the the thing is, it's dangerous because this is professional wrestling. This isn't MMA. This is stage wrestling. This stage stuff. And you have somebody that has no business being in that ring yet, who's now the focal point of your whole division. <laughs> go figure. So where does where does she go? I don't fucking know anymore because apparently anything is possible. I mean, at this point, we should book the Chris Cyborg match for a WWE show. Everybody <laughs> just come in, you know. It's like that's that's my my honest opinion on it it's just like anybody is is up for grabs at this point i mean you lillian garcia should be the number one contender for the raw women's championship you know i understand she's a freak athlete ronda rousey and this and that but this is professional wrestling this isn't you know the olympics or ufc which is fake (laughs) (laughs) or anything of that nature it's this is this is professional wrestling Feel free to hate tweet Matt at 20x20crew yeah. on Twitter. <laughs> I want to see what you guys got. <laughs> um, Hashtag heal. Man, you know what? I, I agree with you. If if anybody's next, it should be Natalia. Yeah. Because I think that prolongs her, her reign as champ with uh, a little more integrity. Uh, much more than she can apply, supply to the situation. You have to play it safe, too. Yeah. You have to play it safe. You, I mean, you. It, it's kind of a um, oxymoron because you're pl- you gotta play it safe in a situation where you're, you're playing with a really dangerous hand. Here. <laughs> I, I mean, Ronda Rousey just doesn't have it yet. I mean, whether she gets it or not is not the point. It's just like, oh, she'll probably she'll figure it out. So let's throw her everything. So for your money, would you say Alexa Bliss gets her her return match at Hell in a Cell before? 
Natalia gets a crack at it or vice versa? I would say Hell in a Cell for Alexa Bliss. I think if you're going to go with Natalia, do it at Evolution. And and here's the, here's the shitty part about this company. I think Natalia eventually takes that title from Ronda Rousey. And the only reason why is because her dad just passed. They are notorious, notorious for giving you titles for uh, well, for people passing away. Well, you know what? With that being said, then I, I think she gets it before Alexa. The reason why I said Evolution is because that's a bigger pay-per-view than Hell in the Cell. Oh, okay. I'll give you that. That's the only reason why. But, yeah, you're right. They are notorious for doing that. So Like, like Rey Mysterio's world title reign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, and rounding out the card, Roman Reigns defeat finally defeats Brock Lesnar for the pretty much um, undesirable, non-existent <laughs> Universal Championship in a little over six minutes with the help of Braun Strowman. You didn't watch, so here's what happened. Okay. Um, they introduce uh, Roman and Lesnar. They come out, and they're both in the ring. And Strowman's music hits, and he comes down to ringside with the briefcase. He doesn't cash in, but he tells both people, I'm going to be at ringside watching you guys. And I'm telling you right now, I'm not going to be like a coward and cash in at the last minute when you guys got your backs turned. No. I'm letting you know ahead of time, soon as that, soon as this is over, I'm cashing in. So be leery. But he stood at ringside the entire time, and eventually he ended up getting um, into the match. Not by his choice, mind you. Uh, actually, okay. Brock, Brock Lesnar, uh, I take that back. Roman Reigns accidentally hit him with a move, which got him into the match. And then Lesnar decided to take more focus onto Braun Strowman than Roman Reigns. And that's how Roman Reigns won the title. Uh, I am so glad this fucking reign of (laughs) horrible terror from Brock Lesnar is over. Uh... Hopefully now they do the right thing and start to repair that title and give it some credibility again. For those of you who have been paying attention, the shield is back together, and from what I understand, this is the like the makeup session from when Roman got the measles when they were supposed to have that run as the shield. Oh yeah. So yeah. now this is the redo because now everybody's healthy and everybody's back, and no one has measles and no one has. You know, torn muscles, torn muscles and shit. So that's what's going on now. But it's like, great. I mean, are we are we going to get to see Roman defend the Universal Championship by himself, or is this going to be a fucking Shield thing now? Like, I I don't know, and I don't care to be honest with you. I'm just glad that Brock Lesnar long no longer has that title. Uh, I'm also hearing. Uh, again, it's still it's rumor before it's truth. So uh, that Finn Balor's chances at a Universal Title shot are out the window now. Like the company's just not like they could give two shits about him and that belt. So it looks like Roman's going to carry it for for a good while, another, another two years. And you know, all these fucking obviously, you know, when something like this happens, immediately the internet wrestling community just goes apeshit 
and overreacts. And I've already seen images of like fucking Roman versus Rock at WrestleMania. Just fucking. Why do you want to see that? I don't know, (laughs) man. I don't fucking know. Why? Why is that like? Oh, oh my God, we need to do that. Why? I don't know. Who are these people? I. I want to find these people, and I want to sell them magic beans from my garden in the back of my house. <laughs> I guarantee you I will be rich overnight. Oh, my. Yeah. Well, you got to have Vince selling them, though. You got to... <laughs> <laughs> have some beans, pal. <laughs> Fuck. I, yeah, it, that's, that's fucking insane. And, and for... You and I are not the biggest Finn Balor fan, but, like, that's one of those things where it's like, leave the company... Yes. Don't stay there. Yeah, leave the company. Don't stay already. there and be mistreated so you can fight constables <laughs> for a minute and a half. For a minute and a half. <laughs> like, just leave the fucking company. Kevin Owens, leave this fucking place. You know, if you, you want to have a run by a bunch of fucking morons that are doing it for a bunch of moronic fans, yeah, I said it. Just fucking sue me. Because <laughs> that's what you are if you buy into this shit. Like, like, like it's the, the fucking gospel. Not that like, oh, it's okay. You know, it's fine. Yeah, it. it you know what? It. If you're a fan, obviously be a fan. Yeah. But yeah. you, we're talking about those people who like refuse to accept any other Anything fucking else. promotion you, anywhere. You got people that you know. So you, 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 NXT happened, and NXT. What I haven't watched that either. It was an awesome fucking show. And a lot of people are like, man, NXT wins again, and you got those people are like, you got to be out of your mind. SummerSlam was like the greatest pay per view. Of all time. You know, have you seen that, that Brock Lesnar Roman Reigns match? I was like, no, I was in the kitchen making a sandwich. I must have missed it. <laughs> it was that fucking short. Because here's the thing. The last four matches from Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin all the way on was less time than the, the Daniel Bryan and the Miz match. Yeah. Four fucking matches are less than 23 minutes and 23 and a half minutes. Yeah. That's... How was that fucking good? And that's and those are your that's those are four those are your go home matches those are your end your main events, you know. Here's here's my review of SummerSlam. I am justified by the fact that I watch fucking reruns of the 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 video game the angry video game nerd all night and not watch <laughs> this fucking bullshit. I'm glad I did not waste my fucking time. Watching SummerSlam because again it wasn't out of spite that I wasn't watching the fucking pay per view. It was it was just the fact that I would rather do anything else. I'd watch I'd watch anything anything over SummerSlam at this point because it's like I I know I know that I'm going to be bored out of my mind. I'm going to be frustrated because guys that I I, I have so much respect for are pretty much whoring themselves out. They're whoring their names out to make a quick buck. When you can go anywhere else in the world and make the same quick buck, but do it with fucking respect on your fucking name. <laughs> you know, it's like fucking whatever, man. Like, it, it is what it is. There's, there's no point. And then again, for those people that are like hell bent on WWE being the best thing and the only thing, you can fucking have it. You can have this fucking dog shit fucking pay per view. <laughs> this bullshit fucking company. I, I don't fucking want any part of it. I'm only talking about it because I know there's listeners out there that that do like it. So I'm doing it for you guys. (laughs) (laughs) 
Because this shit's literally giving... I have a fucking pounding in the back of my head right now. Oh, like, no. It's literally giving me a fucking headache. Thank you. Time to change the subject. Thank you, WWE. Um, did you watch TakeOver? No, I did not watch TakeOver yet. I'm, I will watch that, though. All right. But uh, I do know the results. I did watch some of the uh, the highlights of um, the Ricochet-Adam Cole match. Oh, my God. Hell of a fucking match. <laughs> that super kick. Or I was I don't want to call it a super kick, but that kick, that side kick, side kick when the, from the from the the moonsault. That was oh my god, that was pretty nasty. It was nasty, so so nasty, nasty like a fucking Charlie Huff curve, uh, not curveball, um, knuckleball. But um, Jesus, yeah, it, I NXT was so fucking good. I watched it twice. I mean, you had. Uh, the fucking second match in was Pete Dunne against Zach Gibson. It went 14 minutes. Fucking awesome match. You had the Undisputed Era going up against Mustache Mountain, which I'm still... Dude, that was my only fucking regret for that progress show, that we didn't get to see them in tag team action. Tag team action, yeah. Uh, Velveteen Dream defeated EC3. And this, out of all these matches... That was the only one I was iffy about. Not because of Velveteen Dream, but because of EC3. Well, yeah, that's that. I've been trying to explain to people. EC3 is a great character, but he's like he's like the Miz. Yeah. Once that bell rings, he loses it. And, and you know what? He. It wasn't the the best of matches. It could have been better, but for for an EC3 match, it was actually pretty decent. And he has Velvet Velveteen Dream to thank for that. Um. That match that match went on uh, a little over fifteen minutes. So again, Ricochet and Adam Cole, fucking awesome, awesome match. Kyrie Sane and Shayna Baszler, uh, another awesome match. C- you know, congratulations to Kyrie Sane on the win. Yeah, new NXT Women's Champion. Yeah, new, and and the way they did it was cool, man. It was yeah. very very cool. Like you, you and I talked, and I think we both agreed that Shayna Baszler was going to keep that title and. And, yeah, and they during that match they set it up the same way, and then uh, the way she gets pinned is like, all right, cool, that works. So, uh, and then the main event, Tommaso Ciampa defeats Johnny Gargano in a last man standing match. Dude, they went over half an hour, and it was it was fucking entertaining, and the ending was like, ha shit, man, awesome, awesome fucking card, man, it was great. Again, I, I watched it twice. I love that the shortest match was was, was six minutes, and that was the first match. <laughs> it was ten seconds shorter than the main event of SummerSlam. <laughs> Perspective, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! But uh, yeah, I I have to uh, definitely get on this and watch it. Um, I did. I don't know what I was doing that Saturday night, but I just wasn't. I don't think I was home that night. So I haven't uh, popped on the WWE Network and, and checked it out yet, but uh, yeah, it, this card definitely definitely had uh, so much so much hype by me. Uh, the Undisputed Era, Mustache Mountain. I've seen those guys go at it twice now this summer, and both matches blew my mind. So I can only imagine you won't be disappointed. Yeah, I can only imagine what this one's going to be. And then, like Tommaso Ciampa and, and, and Johnny Gargano, I've I've been on record saying that I, this needs to be the last time. And I, I, I probably, no matter how good it is, I'll probably stand by that. But 
I, I still don't have a gripe because these two have really good chemistry together. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I'm he- I'm hearing I'm hearing like around the rumor mill that they're just setting it up to uh, another DIY reunion with Johnny Gargano turning heel eventually. <laughs> wow. So, I, I if they do it though, I I, I I know it's it's me holding them back, but it's like stay on NXT. They didn't do it. Yeah. I fucking love yep. DIY as a tag team. Great tag team. Like the only only tag team that I would watch during that their run where I would actually be against the revival was when they fought DIY. <laughs> That's how much I love them, man. They were they were that good. But um Yeah, I this is one of those things where I can say, Hey, WWE has figured something out when it comes to uh their their product because it's like, man, this, this right here. You know, you can call it all oh, that's not the main roster and this and that. Whatever. I don't fucking care what you want to call it. You know, you only want to give me an hour of it a week. You know, as long as you keep doing this shit, these takeover pay-per-views. Because they've all been fantastic. Oh, yeah. Uh, prior prior to the, the Brooklyn Four, I think it is, the fourth one. Yeah, it's the fourth one. Uh, I've seen every single one, and every single one, has not one, has, has let me down, so... That you're absolutely right, man. You fucking every weekend they have a big pay per view, and there's an NXT pay per view. That's the highlight of my fucking wrestling weekend, right every there. Every time, yeah. You know, it's like fuck Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we used to do. Uh, we used to get a lot of people over, and we should do this again, where we get people over and watch pay per views. Yeah. But we need to do it for like one non WWE shows, and, and or. Do it on Saturday nights and just do takeover. Just do takeover instead, yo. You know, because usually when we watch the WWE product, we're just bullshit making fun of what we're watching, anyways. <laughs> you know, so I don't know. Um, moving on. Yeah, moving on. Speaking of a company getting it, uh, there's another article over at CagesideSeats.com. Uh, this one is by uh, Brent Brookhouse and. He poses the question, does the NWA get it more than anybody these days? Uh, really interesting read. You know, it talks about uh, Billy Corgan and Lagana mm-hmm. and uh, Nick Aldis. Uh, Cody Rhodes is also in there. I said this a while ago, and I don't, I quite honestly, I don't remember what episode I said it on, but NWA is this fucking looming dark horse. And they're 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 doing everything they need to do to for themselves to stay relevant, and they're doing it in such an old school way with having a traveling champion. That uh, man, they're gonna come out of nowhere and surprise the fuck out of everybody. They're taking their time. They're doing it right. I'm calling it right now, man. They're they're gonna be a force to reckon with sooner than later. What do you think? And and uh, I need to remind everybody that we are. 24 hours from from all in where the 10 pounds of gold is gonna be defended man i'm fucking so excited oh my god do you you think it starts to get out of the shadows a bit more with with all in i mean how 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 important is all in for in your opinion for that 10 pounds of gold how important is it for that title to be defended on that show you know what it all depends how you look at it okay um because All In has become such a an attraction in and of itself, it is important to the title. And I'm kind of like saying that personally is a little bit bittersweet for me because to me that title 
has never lost its integrity and its meaning. It's always been there with me as a as a, a wrestling purist. But for the majority of fans out there, it hasn't. And rightfully so. You're not wrong in thinking that. Because, let's face it, that title went to shit when the NWA went to shit. Mm-hmm. But for me, I've always held that title in such high esteem. And anybody who carries it, whether it be for you know a week or a year... Um, they definitely not only have my eyeballs glued to them, but they definitely have a, a certain level of respect with me. Like, wow, you got to hold that title. You got to be champion. Um, and Nick Aldis is no different. And, you know, when he came out and they, they did this thing where, hey, I'm going to try to do 22 or 23 bouts in a month and, and successfully defend it and just bring it all over the damn place. A lot of new school fans were like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, this is stupid. Like, no, it's not stupid. That's how you regain integrity in a title, especially if you're going to approach it in such an old school way. Uh, What do you think happened? How do you think this fucking title got to be where it was to begin with? Right. So, I really like what they're doing. And yes, All In is important to this title. More importantly than All In... Mm-hmm. is who's fighting Nick Aldis for this title. Yeah. In the form of Cody Rhodes. I'm I'm calling it right now. I think Cody takes it. I agree. And um they just this is the next step in elevating that title to the prestige that it once had. And quite honestly, who better to take it than Cody Rhodes? Uh, yeah, and Cody Rhodes who Obviously, his lineage leaks back to, to the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. But more importantly, for present times, a guy that is who, is who has taken the wrestling world basically by the palm by the palm of his hand, he's carrying it himself. Yeah. That's how big his name is. And then, with all due respect to the lineage, that was the point that he wanted to make anyways, was that he's not, he's not Dusty's kid. He is, but that's not who his legacy is, what his legacy is. He's going to take the world by storm, the wrestling world by storm. He's done that. And so by putting that title on him, with all due respect to Nick Aldis, who's done a fantastic job as champion. Absolutely. What Cody can do to that is take it to a whole new platform. Whole new platform. And, I, and again, I don't want to keep doing this, bringing up old guys, but, you know, like, like the present-day Ric Flair, the hot commodity with that title. Yeah. You know, the, the how you how you work it in, you know. Let's say he Cody Rhodes takes it all the way to the Wrestle Kingdom. He walks into that title and you defend that title against any whoever it is. That title, it, the way around Cody's ways, has just as much prestige at this point. You know, if if done right, as that IWGP Heavyweight Title. Exactly. And that, and that matches that. You have that kind of a profile to it. It was defended here. It was defended there. It was defended at this show and that show. And that's exactly what you're saying. And now you're, you're passing on to potentially, if Cody does win tomorrow, you're passing on to somebody who has an even bigger name. And it's it's going to help him out, obviously. And obviously, and not only him, but also his show, but also the, the NWA name as a whole is just like, what is this title for people who are not familiar with it? Yeah, it brings, what is it this brings title? a whole new possible uh, fan base. 
lot of interest and you know just the concept alone of bringing that title into places like Ring of Honor and um, New Japan and you know having it show up back in New Japan like holy shit that's huge that's fucking astronomically huge man yeah and and for those of you who who don't agree with me or don't under like don't fathom that that concept man take the time and and you know go go find old clips and and, and highlights and what have you and see who that belt uh was carried by and and some of the matches that got put on for that belt you, you will under you will understand where, I, where yeah. i'm coming from you don't have to go that far either. You can just watch something as simple as the WWE Network. Yeah, you know, watch watch where that t- when that title went somewhere, especially during the territory days. I one of my favorite ones I bring up is, is when Ric Flair went to went with the Dallas Texas world class baby with the world class and that type of rivalry that he had with with the Von Erichs, you know, Kerry, and that those types of matches. But that but before all that, the type of hype that it brought. Because you watch, you can watch so many of those world class shows, the weekly shows in a row, and like it was good shows. But then when it was announced that Ric Flair was coming with that title, it just it, it was like on fucking overdrive, man. <laughs> the type of hype that that show got, and, and then the type of buzz that you saw with the wrestlers and with the fans through those crowds, man, it was nuts, man. And like it was, that's what that title brought. Yeah, it was because of Ric Flair. As well, but it was also what Ric Flair had around his waist. Yeah. And just maybe, just maybe, Kerry can take that from him, and now that title's a world-class championship wrestling. How big that would be for that promotion. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's what, that's what a title's supposed to be. And so, yeah, do, do they get it? Do, does Billy Corgan and, and NWA get it? I think so. Yeah, so do I. I think they understand <laughs> the concept of it. You're trying to take, uh, trying to take something from basically from the ashes... And, and raise it up, and this is how you do it. This is exactly how you do it. Promote, 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 but all in the right places. And on that note, we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break and go. Pay we're, gonna, we're gonna promote. We're gonna go promote. We're gonna go pay some bills <laughs> and uh, yeah. Stay tuned. Hello, wrestling fans. Matt here, and I have a question for you. Do you think you know more about wrestling than the twenty by twenty ring crew? Well, now's your chance. Starting this September, your boys at the 20 by 20 Ring Crew will be starting a brand new monthly contest where we test your knowledge on the history of professional wrestling. Each week, you have an opportunity to answer a brand new question. Be one of the first 20 people to answer correctly, and you'll be entered in the drawing to win cool prizes. I'm talking pops, figures, shirts, DVDs, Blu-rays, and much more. Visit 20by20crew.com slash podcast slash Instagram for more details. And now, enjoy more of the show. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for hanging around while we do some promoting and pay some bills in the process. As always, thanks for your support. Thank you. Uh, we are, again, we are watching the Best of the X Division. Volume 1. Uh, volume 1. Catch that on the Global Wrestling Network. Um, technical difficulties are seem to be over, hopefully. So, we, hopefully we can watch wrestling without any issues. Speaking of watching wrestling without any issues, that's that's the goal for tomorrow. All in. Yeah, baby. 24 hours. It's happening. We're here. We are finally here. Oh, man. I can't wait, dude. Man, Sears Center, Hoffman Estates, Illinois. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you are not going to be in attendance, you're not part of the 10,000 in attendance, 
That's okay. Because you, <laughs> you can watch it on different platforms. First of all, you can watch the pre-show via WGN America. Check your local listings it's on that. It's the first full hour, first full hour of yes. the show. So you're getting the, I believe you're getting the Battle Royal. You're getting the Battle Royal, and then you're getting a tag team match between SoCal and Sunset and the Briscoes. Of course, everything is subject to change, but that's the plan yeah, right now. Yeah, that's the plan right now. So, And then, of course, you have multiple ways to watch the uh, the actual show you can, you can use it by you can watch it via a uh, honor club That's subscription right. you can check that out uh, if you don't know how to get one you can go through our website and figure out all the details 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash honor club as all one word or can they still save money from us yes we'll do you one better if you're not uh, signed up with the fight TV network, Go ahead, come over to us over at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash fight. That's F-I-T-E. And download yourself a copy of the Fight TV app. Sign up as a new user. you got to be a new user in order to take advantage of the deal. But uh, once you do that through us, we're going to give you $20 of free credit right off the bat the moment you sign up. And again, if I'm not mistaken, that's half off. That's yeah. half off the price. Half off the price. I mean... And you can watch it whenever you want. Yeah, you, you get, you get to you, keep it once you buy it. As many it, you times as you want. Yep. So That's awesome. Check out check out our website for more information on that. Again, if you can't watch in attendance, be a part of the show uh, by being hopefully one of the millions or potentially billions of people watching this, this show at some point. Um, yeah, probably be millions. Let's, let's not I guess, jump too much. But <laughs> I get a little excited. I'm sorry. Um, but All In is 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 tomorrow. It's uh, Saturday, September 1st. Man. Man, I cannot wait. And it's it's brought to you by three individuals. That's that's the that's the thing that really started piqued my interest the most was that it was three individuals. Even if it was People that I didn't care about, that's impressive. So, yes, I'm a Cody and Young Bucks fan, but if even if it was, like, The Miz and, you know, two other people I don't care about, if they did that, it's impressive. It's still it's, impressive. It's impressive. Yeah, oh, yeah. But um, as I mentioned, Cody and Matt and Nick Jackson, known as the Young Bucks, this is their show they put together. They... They funded it. They they bought the rented out the the arena. They sold the tickets. They did all that stuff. They they hired the the talents. They booked the talents. Not only the wrestlers, but referees, the commentators, the whole shebang. They got the TV deals. They got the streaming de- the services on board. That was through them. And I'm sure they had help along the way, of course. But that started with them. It started with an yeah. idea, and. On a, another podcast, the Chris Jericho's podcast, he had him on, and he asked him about potentially signing with another company that we've discussed <laughs> on previous shows. <laughs> and you and I had no intentions prior to us recording that you and I had no intentions on talking about this because it's kind of like being at a dead horse right now. Yeah. You, oh yeah. You know. This this was this was not on the uh, plans for the show on this episode. Right. Uh, not anytime soon because again, you're absolutely right. It is like beating a dead horse at this point. Yeah. But 
the the partial transcript came out from the episode of Chris Jericho's podcast with them on it, and um, they had some interesting things to say about returning. Uh, well, Cody returning to the WWE and the Bucks signing with the WWE. And I could not help it but send the information over to my brother Matt here because we're constantly at war or in shenanigans with people on the internet who swear by their firstborn child that these three guys and Kenny Omega are going to just up and leave, like especially this weekend. They're just going to fucking ditch the show and show up at a WWE event to to be signed, and it's like, how fucking ludicrous of an idea is that? You well, know? I've I've even heard many say SummerSlam. Oh yeah, the one that just happened, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're what, still gonna show up. They'll what, be there. What happened to that? <laughs> SummerSlam's still going on. <laughs> God damn it! It's still real to me. <laughs> so it, it's, this this information uh, fell into our hands, and I couldn't help but share it. And I told Matt right away, please share this with the rest of the internet wrestling community to essentially just shut these people up. You know what I heard? <laughs> please tell me what did you hear? Insert crickets. <laughs> Those people have been dead silent. Hey, you know what? Some of my supporters have have came on and said like. Is anybody going to rebut this at all? Oh, man. Because these aren't my words. I didn't say a fucking thing. <laughs> I just posted something that was said by the guys that are in question. So this this is not my opinion by any means. Ladies and gentlemen who listen to this show, first of all, thank you for listening to... Yes, thank you. The more you listen to us, I think it'll be clearer to understand that, you know, first of all, we're not the be-all, end-all of wrestling podcasts by any means. Oh, absolutely not. And when we approach a topic or a person or an event or whatever, however you want to split those hairs, we do it with common sense. And, you know, obviously we interject our opinions in there, but there's a lot of logic behind what Matt and I talk about because that's just the kind of people we are. (laughs) And... For 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 these three guys, uh, and, and and I'm gonna throw Kenny Omega here in the mix because he's been that other part of the hot topic. But yeah, so these four guys, for, for them to up and just leave what they're doing and go to be signed at SummerSlam, you know, a few weeks before their independent show that they're responsible for. How does that make any sense? How does I I mean, please, if you if you if there's a, a theory out there that works, I want to know about it because I don't think there is. And obviously it didn't happen. We are now post SummerSlam and guess what? They're still not signed. They didn't show up on Raw, they didn't show up on SmackDown, they didn't show up on NXT, they didn't show up on any other fucking show that's out there. That's WWE related. They just didn't. And they're not. Because we're 24 hours away from all in. Simple as that. Show they paid for. Show they paid for. <laughs> like, why, would not, why wouldn't they be there? So, um, <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're relentlessly in war with these people who just, they are hell-bent on 
these performers, these wrestlers coming over to WWE. And, again, I don't want to go too much into it because it's like beating a dead horse. But, with that being said, here's what Cody had to say. And you quote. And I quote. Somebody asked me the other day, would you go back? And the answer has pretty much definitely become, I don't think so. Not because I don't like the the WWE or WrestleMania, or I don't like money, or I don't like the big production. Because I am literally now incapable of taking direction. If you told me you're going to write something for me, no. If you told me you're going to produce something, no. If you gave me a time and a finish, cool. But even that, I'm literally... I don't want to discourage because you've got Arn Anderson, you've got Mike Rotunda, you've got these guys as producers in WWE, out of respect for sure. But out of respect for myself, it's my song that I go out there to play. End quote. I think that says it all right there. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to ask everybody a simple question. And it's not. It, this doesn't even have to be wrestling related, but it is relatable to this situation. Are you ready? Yeah. Here it goes. If you had the opportunity to legitimately be your own boss in something that you're good at after having that experience of going it on your own and being your own boss setting your own hours making your own money why would you want to go back to your previous job what and sense does that take, make? take the time I'll, I'll, I'll wait pause the podcast if you want to but take the time and ask yourself that and if you can't come up with a really good fucking answer and it, and it can't be money because Cody's making more money than he did in the WWE. So it, that's been proven. That's been proven. Yeah. So the answer cannot be money. Your answer cannot be money. Working less dates. <laughs> Seriously, take the time, pause this podcast, and think about what I just said. And if you if you can't come come up with a good reason, then guess what? You're on Cody's side. Yeah. And guess what? You agree with us. Yeah. Sorry. It's as, it's as simple as that. Because that's what he's doing. That's what they're doing. Him and the Bucks and Omega. All these guys are doing the same thing. They're not with the WWE. They're making more money than the WWE could would probably offer them. Although, you know, there's that whole bit about Vince McMahon promising to sign these guys so that they can't take... Uh, take um, or they can't participate in the G1 Supercard in April 2019. That's a whole other story. That's just Vince being an egotistical bastard. Yeah, it's it's definitely sour grapes. Yeah, but realistically, anyone who's ever had a taste of that knows that I'm completely true in what I'm saying. And you don't, you don't want to go back. You don't want to go back. Because he's right. he He's incapable of taking direction. He's having a fuck ton of success doing it on his own terms. Yeah. That, that is the that is the American dream. No, and I'm not even trying to throw a pun in there. Yeah, not trying to be cute there. That is literally the American dream. Yeah. To, to do something you love to do on your own terms. On your own terms, man. Who, who wouldn't 
want that. I mean, and what I love about what Cody said, first of all, this is a guy that I, I think finally is no longer bitter about how things are in the WWE. Because why would you be? Yeah. Because, yeah, you were. they told you to paint your face and act like a fucking idiot for over a year. And you know, I know he's good friends with him, but, uh, you know, do stupid fucking matches with Stephen Amell. <laughs> you know, the Red Arrow versus the Green Arrow and all this other dumb shit. And that's that's fine. Like, there, if you would have asked him two years ago, there's definitely would be hostility. But you look at it now, it's like, it's not the same thing, but it's like when I got somewhat kicked out of my, my parents' house. And within less than a year, I, I bought my own house. And it's like, well, how can I still be mad at that? You, you know? Can. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you could say, like, it's shitty how it went down. But you know what? I Look where I'm at now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cody can say that way, you know, in such a higher degree because it's like, yeah, I was, I was like a guy that was on the fucking main event show, that you know is barely produced, it's not even produced anymore <laughs> or, or uh, promoted anymore, I should say. You know, I'm you know he's on he's on the main event show, he's on superstars, he's maybe doing a, a squash match on Raw where he's getting he's jobbing. To now he's former Ring of Honor world champion. He's had some great matches with some of the best talents in the world in many different uh, promotions. And then to top all this off, he, you know, you have All In. A show that he put together. The hype that's, that is going into the show. He was a huge part of that. He was the guy that started it all. And then, you know, now you potentially throw in the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. And, I mean, the sky's the limit. You did all that in two years? That's that's insane. It is completely insane. So what I love about what he said on the Jericho podcast is everything that he would have said two years ago, but there's no hostility. It's like, you know, you know, it's not like, oh, yeah, fuck the WWE and this and that, which I would have understood, but I like, I appreciate even more that he didn't because it's just like, yeah, I could go back and, you know, I could do this and I could make this kind of money and this and that. But I don't want to do what they tell me to do. I don't want to put my my career in their hands. And that's exactly what he's saying here. It's, I've already, I, I can't be like, okay, Cody, this is what you're going to do tonight. No, <laughs> I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Yeah. I mean, and it's not to say that Cody's calling his own shots in Ring of Honor or stuff like that, but... It's definitely more of a, this is what we're doing. This is what we need to do. Okay. You know, like the like Bernard. That was his doing. You know, it's not like, hey, we're going to have you come out with a bear. That was his doing. That, yeah. That was, it, you know, and the, the Ring of Honor. The, I mean, the actual like Ring the actual of Honor. Ring, the, the piece of jewelry. Yeah, the piece of jewelry. Again, that's a Cody thing. You know, and it's a silly idea. Sure it is, but it's, it's gotten over. It's things like that. It's 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 how he he carries himself in that ring. He's not being told to do this. Yeah, you might be. You're going to be told, hey, you're not winning the the title. Right? You got to drop the title of Dalton Castle tonight. All right, but we're going to do it on my terms. Yep. And that's how that's 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 good business right there. And I love what uh, what Jericho, how Jericho responded to that. And we talked about the the festival of friendship, Kevin Owens. He's like even during that time, he he that he worked primarily with Jimmy Jacobs, and they're on the same wavelength, as he said. 
But even during that, with all that, because it's WWE, it still was a process to try to get anything over yeah. with what we had to do. And again, you take it from Jericho's mouth himself. It's like, yeah, I agree. I know exactly what you're saying. It's an extremely difficult thing to do to try to get anything done as far as what we want to do with that company because you got you got to jump through fucking hoops to do it. And so Cody's just pretty much saying, like, look, I don't want to do that. Yeah. It has nothing to do with hostility or bitterness anymore. It's it, He didn't even mention merchandise money or uh, work schedule. It's just I just want to do things on my terms. And you you made you, you said it perfectly clear. It's it's if you have that opportunity, if it's there for you, why wouldn't you want that? Why wouldn't you want to just say, you know what? Uh, I'm not going to work today. I'll work tomorrow. <laughs> or we got a big event happening. You know what? I'm just going to take the rest of the week off. I'll see you then. He could do that. He could do that. Matt Jackson uh, of the Young Bucks was quoted as saying, that would be so hard for me and Nick because we're DIY. Like, from the ground up, we've made every decision on our own. We've built ourselves up to this empire now on our own. So it would be like, how can I hand over the keys to this car to someone at this point? Like, I'd feel so afraid. But you know the rules have changed now. I told Nick this the other day. I was like, now everybody in WWE eventually wants to be where we're at currently, and we did it without having to go there. Because eventually, you want to get to a point where Jericho is where you call your own shots. You do whatever you want. You have fun. That's what we do already. We never had to go there. It's like we're fortunate and we're lucky to be in the situation we are because it's never happened before. Like, ever. And he's absolutely right. This this is this is unprecedented. This For me, this is just the beginning. These three guys, these four guys are the are just the beginning. You're going to see more of this. Whether whether anybody likes it or not, whether anybody's a fan of it or not, you're going to see more of this in the in the months and years to come, especially during this big wrestling boom. Yeah. You're you're going to have talent who's going to get sick and tired of being at the WWE or whatever company they're in, and guess what? They're going to go out there and they're going to go try to make a name for themselves elsewhere. Right. And it, it and I hate to tell you guys this, but for those who who think this is all about money, it's not. At the end of the day, that that peace of mind, that personal freedom plays a significant part in this decision making process. And they they wanna do they wanna wrestle. They wanna wrestle for people, for fans and everything, but they wanna do it on their own terms. And they don't want to do it for Vince McMahon, at least not the way he's running things now. And they're doing it. They're doing it, like, smashingly successfully. So so I, I have to, I always try to be fair with everything that I, I, I say, both on this podcast and, you know, just in any conversation. There was a time when I looked at guys like, like a Kevin Owens and... Sami Zayn when he first got to NXT both both times when they were in NXT and I remember I, I, would, I would talk to certain wrestlers like man it's so cool because we saw those guys 
in the independence in the indies you know the underground if you will and now here they are on the big stage of WWE like that's awesome man good for them Cesaro another guy yeah uh, Daniel Bryan was a huge one for me personally <laughs> yeah. and it was like man it's so cool like this is this, that now they're here and you know they're finally getting their dues like that's that's awesome and I was on that boat like I said that and I wholeheartedly admit to that and I don't take it back from what I said then, uh, during those times. Nor should you. The tides have turned. Wrestling has changed. Wrestling has, has definitely evolved to something different. And again, ladies and gentlemen, I, I've said this so many times, you no longer have to be in the WWE to be a, a, a successful name or a big name in this business. It does. You don't have to have the WWE moniker. And you look at... The Young Bucks are the perfect example. Because even Kenny Omega, even though he didn't become a name at all in WWE, even Kenny Omega has ties with WWE, technically. So I'm going to rule that out because I know some asshole is going to be like, oh, Kenny Omega had WWE exposure. Yeah, really, Deep South Wrestling. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Uh, um, The Young Bucks never, never wrestled in a WWE match. I don't even know if they had a trial or not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised, but that doesn't count because that's not an actual event. That's just that's just a tryout. It's a tryout. They became a, a household names as a tag team by what they did in other companies. And that's a very rare thing that I'm telling you right now, and I'm going to go on the record saying this, and I'm going to stand by this in a year, and a year after that, and a year after that, they're one of the pioneers of a new tradition where guys and girls do not have to ever go to WWE and become those household names. Like, for example, a Tatsuya Naito. He, any, anybody that is a fan of professional wrestling at least knows the name of Tatsuya Naito. And that's going to continue to grow. It's going to continue to grow whether it's Ring of Honor or New Japan or all these other independent companies and they really started this helped start this trend of like look you can do things on your own term it's not about where you perform it's about how you perform and what you put into your craft just like anything else you do in your life like you and I in this podcast if this thing's ever going to take off where we want to it's about the work that we put into it absolutely and that's I'm not trying to preach to anybody, but that's how you become successful in your life is by putting in the work. It doesn't matter where you work at, and that's the problem. And that, that's a lazy mentality. And I somewhat had that mentality of this is where you want to grind, 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 and then you pay, you get your dues in the WWE and say, wake up, Matt. That's not how it works. That's not how it should work. And I'm I'm really proud of these guys to. To, to, to pave that way, at least in the wrestling business, to where you can put in all this work and then you can become these names because of of who you are, not where you work. Not where you work. And that's, to me, that is the coolest fucking thing about the Young Bucks. Other than the fact that I hear they're really cool guys to meet. Yeah. But, <laughs> they are very cool. <laughs> but, uh, 
the, that's the coolest thing about them to me. It, yeah, the wrestling's great. I love the ring work. Obviously, they're good chemistry. I mean, they're actual brothers. They always seem to be having fun in that ring. That's that's always good to watch. It makes for good TV. But behind it all, you see two guys that, that grinded and grinded and grinded and say, you know what, we're just going to be ourselves. And holy shit, that's what worked. That's what worked all along was we're just going to be ourselves. I mean, yeah, they also took in the fact that they were also being dubbed as cocky pricks. And it's like, well, if that's what people think of us, and that's what we're going to be. That's what we're going to be. But, again, they did things their own way, man. And that is that is so cool. And he's Matt's right. He, You know, you look at where you guys want to be in, in the wrestling business, that's where, that's where you ha- want to be at. Yeah. Right? Right? You, you want to be, you wanna be successful. You want to be over. You want to be... Uh, your own boss. And you want to do it without, yeah, exactly, without the leash around your neck. Yeah. That's, I mean, and again, I'm not trying to throw shade at WWE at this point. I'm really not. Like, if that's if that's where you want to work, that's where you want to work. And I've said it so many times, if that's where Cody and the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega end up because they want to go there, that's where they end up. I've never picked a side and said, this is verbatim where they're going to go. What I said was... And this is pretty much what they they've acknowledged is that it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It doesn't make sense. It's just it, there's no logic. There's no logic behind it. So I I'm I'm really I have I don't has this has this episode been released yet at this point? I would assume at this point, yeah. yeah. So I definitely want to listen to the whole thing in entirety. Yeah, me too, man. And I'm I'm glad that they got the the I'm glad they said this part. You know, you go leading into all land as well. Such a, a major event again, showing what guys can do if you put in the work, without any moniker, just just put in the work. Just put in the work. Promote your fucking yourselves. Promote what you do, and I love what Chris Jericho said too. That uh, you know he talked to to Vince about All In, and he Vince said that they're not going to do well. They picked the wrong time of year. Yeah, he said you know <laughs> September is traditionally a a horrible time to promote. Promote and and they sold out in thirty minutes. Sold out in thirty minutes, folks. And this is and this is the reason why, and this is what Jericho said why that they're on the radar. That they are on the radar for not only WWE but anybody else. Anybody else, yeah. You know, so the sky's the limit, man. The sky's the limit, and it was a really intriguing interview. And I'm, again, I I've got nothing but crickets from from all the naysayers, <laughs> and that's fine. If you got nothing to say, you got nothing to say. Again, this is not my words. This is not me. Hey, I told you so. This is just saying, hey, Cody and 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 the Bucks were were asked a question regarding it by Chris Jericho. This is their answer. This is their answer. Yeah, that's all I can say about it. So, <laughs> really interesting stuff, man. So, but uh, the hell what Vince McMahon says about September. September is a great time for wrestling, man. You know, end end of the end of the year, end of the the summer, I should say, beginning of like this, this whole fall. Everything's new. Everything's fresh. And you start with all in, he, dude. He's he's just out of touch, man. He's just out of touch. I, you know, I'm not gonna sit here and say that he's completely wrong. But let's face it; he has all these years of experience of promoting. I, I can't take that away from him. Sure, yeah, and absolutely. To, and to do so would be like saying, you know, three certain guys are gonna show up at SummerSlam. Let's face it; that's yeah, it's not no. What? <laughs> but. On the same token, like I, I still do feel like he's legitimately out of touch with 
today's wrestling fan. And you know what? I say that out of personal experience because me being uh, close to 40 here, there is a whole class of younger, a whole generation of younger wrestling fan that I feel out of touch with. Yeah. I mean, we share something in common, and that is the love of professional wrestling. Yeah. But beyond that, uh, it's there's 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 a big difference. There's a big difference in you know uh, appearance and personality and things like that. Not that that's a bad thing. That's not what I'm trying to say. Sure, sure. But some of the things that uh, younger fans say and do and follow and have opinions about, I don't. You know, so it does make for a very interesting barometer. But, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't take that away from Vince. And at the, on the same token, I wouldn't take this away from the Cody and the Bucks. Right. So, credit to the guys over at Wrestling Inc. for doing the transcript of uh, Jericho's podcast. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you. Uh, on that note, man, I'm, let's end the show. Let's end the show on a good note. Yeah. And, uh, you know, again, this this wasn't a, and I told you so from Matt, but you know what? From me, it's an I told you so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what, ladies and gentlemen? Sit and ponder about that. Whether you agree with us or not, ponder about that for a week and uh, let us know what you, what you think. What what what, are, what is your immediate reaction to what Cody and the Bucks have said on the Jericho podcast? These, and again, don't attack us because these aren't our words. So... Let us know. Let us know. You can uh, tweet us at 20x20crew. Sorry, 20x20crew on Twitter. Uh, You can check us out on Instagram, instagram.com slash 20x20crew, which we're going to start the um, the contest. One thing everybody can agree on is that we like free stuff. Everybody likes free stuff. Everybody likes free stuff. Free 99, baby. All you got to do is have an Instagram account, follow us on Instagram, and then every week we will have a picture with a question. Be one of the first 20 to answer that question, and you will be automatically put into our drawing for a free item at the end of the month. At the end of September. So get ready, guys. Catch us on YouTube, 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash YouTube. Uh, we're always looking for followers. We have... Uh, Exclusive YouTube content in the following contest where Matt and I have fantasy book different stuff. There's there's going to be uh, more and more stuff added in the in the upcoming months. Yes. Um our our main home domain on the web is twenty x twenty crew dot com. You can find all of our information for everything there. Again, we're also on Facebook, Facebook.com slash twenty x twenty crew for our official page and Facebook.com slash groups slash 20x20talk if you want to come say hi and uh, chat about professional wrestling, which we're always up for. Uh, just don't be mad when, <laughs> <laughs> when uh, you know, three guys who did it their own way don't want to go to a, an organization that you want them to. Or you can be mad, but well, yeah, yeah. it is what it is. <laughs> Again, check out All In tomorrow, Saturday, September 1st. Check your local listings. Uh, First hour of the show is going to be on WGN America. Please check your local listings. If you don't have WGN America, that's fine. You can also order the pay-per-view via traditional pay-per-view means or through Fight TV and the Fight TV app. 
Again, do it through us. We're going to give you $20 of credit right away to go watch whatever you want. But hopefully all in. All in, yeah. 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash fight. That's F-I-T-E. We'll get you a uh, means to sign up and get your $20 worth of credit right away. And as always, we support professional wrestling. Yes, support professional wrestling. Support the heels. Support support the the baby faces. Support WWE if you have to. Yeah. We love you too. NXT, baby. NXT. That's, <laughs> that's the reason why we love you now. <laughs> we will have a full report on All In. Again, we will be there live. And we will do that all next week. Until then, we will see, see you in the, the ring. ring.